to Between Sundays. I am Tyler, and once upon a time, there lived a faithful friend of the pod who one day tuned into their favorite podcast to learn about storytelling and parables, and they lived happily ever after. Dave is here to tell us a story of last week's sermon, and we will also be speaking to Steve Perkins about his faith rhythms. But before we go there, now that they're finished getting a full day's pay for an hour's worth of work, <laughs> let's welcome in our favorite co-hosts, Barry and Free Pete appearance, Amy Christie. I'm back. Yay! Welcome. Welcome back. Holy cow. Who knew? Who knew? Wow, in a row. you just and made be here such next a week. great impression. I know. I've been praying for this opportunity. You've been- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, man. How's everybody doing? Good. Doing Good. real well. Good. Steve, Good. welcome. First time. Yeah, this is exciting. Great. Are you a friend of the pod? Friend of the pod. Sweet. Like podcasts in general. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Dave, welcome back. It's been hey. a couple weeks. Has been. Man, I feel I feel warm mm-hmm. sitting here with you guys. I feel at home. <laughs> I feel really good. It's very comfortable. Yeah. So, how how's what's new? What's happening? So I, I uh, this past week, well, actually, you were there. We saw the Mister Rogers documentary. Oh yeah, I was there. Won't you be my neighbor? Mm-hmm. Has everybody around this table seen this? Okay, no spoilers. No spoilers. But Steve he was not. a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know already, it, he had a kid it, show. It just blew my mind. Yeah. He's, been, he's been a hero of mine for a while, ever since I kind of realized that just the kind of man he was. But mm. um, I just wept and wept and wept. Yeah. I actually brought like a uh, a bandana thing to use as like yes. a handkerchief because I knew you it was going to happen. soaked it up in tears. Yes. <laughs> That's for sure. It was great. Amy, you saw it. I saw it last Monday. And yeah. uh, did you bring a bandana? I didn't, but I did cry. Very, you did. very much at the end. Yes. So what what is it, Dave? You you said it was an emotional experience too. Yeah. Like, what is it about this film that just gets you? That's a good question. I see two things. I'm mean, there. There are a bunch of things about him, but the two things that stood out is the contrast of what he brought to the world and the ethos that he created around him and in, in his. Uh, in his creative communication compared mm. to the world of hatred yes today is yeah. just horrific and i think i there was one point in the when i was watching i just broke down in uh i was just so upset at the contrast yeah where, where is that where who is that person today that brings mm. that? that was the one thing second thing uh and this is a bit of a I, I'm, I'll, I'll try not to the spoiler is what the what the filmmaker does at the end to make everyone watching, including those who were making the film, right? Mm-hmm. Think right about Amy. Things. I mean, you're in creative communication. I mean, yes. you do it all the time. I thought it was brilliant it was. what they did to draw us in yeah. at the end and make us grapple with the story of his life. Yeah. So and without giving it away, it was it was powerful, and I just wept. I wept him. Penny and I couldn't move. We just mm. I I was I, I think I was probably moved by the idea that he he so reflected the values that Christ of, yeah. uh, you know portrayed and to see it lived out it almost makes it seem like well duh why don't why don't we all live yeah. like this it yeah. seems actually why possible. is he the exception that's right. what I kept right. thinking why right. is this why is because this weird it why was he like, weird because he, he's so wonderful yeah why he, is, he didn't bring like a whole bunch of you know mega theological knowledge. He just loved people and was kind to people and it blew everyone away. 
Um, yeah, but he loved people to the point where it was the driving value of his life. He could do nothing else but love people deeply. I'm, I don't know that I know another person, Mother Teresa, I mean, the right. stereotypical, yeah. who yeah. loved people with, uh, with a completely free love. Is amazing? Yeah. And taught really hard lessons um, simply and gently. Yeah. yeah. There they was a no- whole week about death. And they yeah. did a week about divorce. Divorce. And, I, and racism. Yeah. He tackled that issue yeah. by putting his feet in a baby pool yeah. with the the African-American gentleman that played the, the postman on the show. Yeah. And right. It, but he taught, but it wasn't, he didn't have to, he just did it so simply and so kindly and yeah. gently. It was, it, it's beautiful. There was no yelling <laughs> right. or ranting or anger. It was just, this is yeah. how you live in love. Well, I just... I couldn't believe, Dave, similar to what you were saying, like I couldn't believe how seemingly impossible it would be for him to exist on television I, today. I, right. I don't know that he I don't know that he would. Like if there was a if there was a Christian dude who just loved children and had a bunch of puppets and said, I want a TV really, show. Really yeah. pretty bad puppets. Yeah. I mean, they weren't yeah. really they were terrible. Good. That's why I, I want to have a TV show and it's all for kids <laughs> yes. and about kids. We'd be like no yeah, thanks. We're yeah, good. We're moving. We're good. One of my favorite lines. Someone said, "Yeah, if you take all the things that the that were like the best things you could be, possibly do on television, and all the best strategies and stuff, and then you did the opposite, right? That yeah. was yeah. Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Right. Totally. Was, it just was. did a and yeah, watching it, I was like, why did this make it big? But then <laughs> it, what it came down to was kids loved it. Right. They loved hearing that they had value and that they were loved. It, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's, that was, was cool. That was a highlight of my yeah, week. Yeah, that was good. For sure. Good times. Uh, yes. What else is new? What's happening? Well, Amy, I don't even uh, want to bring it up, Amy, Tyler, because I, I know you're just going to bring so it up. Sad. Let's just get it over with. With the knife in Tyler's back. Let's just get it over it. with. I saw Hamilton. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. Right. How was it? Can oh. you just say yay for me? Because no, I saw it. No, okay. he won't do that. I'm I think we need to do a GoFundMe page. Yeah, we already talked about it. Guys, let me tell you two stories about Hamilton. Just in the last week and a half. All right. First one. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how I wanted to go see Hamilton again. Somebody emailed me. They listened. Friend of the pod emailed me, said, heard you want to go see Hamilton. I have tickets. It's for July 21st. Well, guess what July 21st is? <laughs> it's my son's first birthday party. Whoops. And he was the reason you couldn't even yeah. go in the first he, time. Yeah, the first Two time years in a row. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Come on, Milo. Milo. Two years in a row. I can't see, go kids. see Hamilton. Kids. What does he have against our founding fathers? Exactly. That's what I want to know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ruins it. Uh, second story. Despite all this, my wife and I are like, all right, we'll just save some money. Our fifth year anniversary is coming up in August and we'll go and we'll see it. Smash cut to this morning. My car's overheating. Got to take a car into the shop. All that money's probably going to go towards fixing the car, and we're not going to go see it. It's Tyler, too bad. You had it's that, over. And you had that beautiful, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda piggy bank that you'd been yeah, saving up that money. Yeah. It's you just had to smash over, it. man. That's kind of weird. That is really so weird. Everybody, everybody <laughs> out there in Podland, if you have extra tickets, you know who to give them to. Well, I don't want to be a charity case, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be a charity I'll, case. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely... I you know. need to see it again. I mean, this so. is becoming like a major theme in your life at I this know. point. Seriously, it's so. just dodging. Hamilton's dodging me. So yes. how was it? Let's talk about your experience. Um, Well, I'm so emotional. I was crying walking into the theater. I'm like, I'm finally, <laughs> finally. Because I just love musical theater so much. <laughs> oh, I just gosh. do. It's like, it makes my heart just so swell with joy. And um, But I sat down and I thought, 
I've heard a lot about this show. I have heard for three years mm-hmm. about how wonderful this show is. I've seen snippets. I've heard the music. I So I sat down and I thought, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, it's not, I'm probably going to be a little bit disappointed. Probably. That's what I thought. I sat down. You had and low I like, expectations. I, I didn't. My expectations were so high that I thought they could never yeah. be met. Okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, it starts and I'm like, it's good. I've heard this song a lot. It's it's good. And as it went on and it, I, I was sobbing by the end. I was just like this, you've captured my heart. And that's what I didn't think it would do. I knew that I would be blown away by how brilliant he is. I knew that I would think the lyrics were ridiculously good mm-hmm. and the way he used spoken word and all genres of music. And and I would learn about things that I didn't know about our, the founding of our country and Alexander Hamilton, who is like kind of a unsung rock star of the beginnings of our country. I didn't, nobody talks as much about him until now, but I felt so, I didn't think I'd feel anything i didn't think i'd be wrapped up in the characters i didn't mm-hmm. think that i would and i was who's your favorite character oh well, you can't you can't not love eliza i mean <laughs> she's 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 unbelievably that's a, uh hamilton's wife, wife right? and what a strong amazing woman mm-hmm. that went on to do so much such a powerhouse of a woman but um i i also loved um George Washington. I mean, come on, really? here comes the general. Like, how can you not that yeah. song? What an entrance. Like, right. and King George. I yeah, said, oh, stole stole the King show. George. He stole the show. Oh, well, the one I said. Hello, I what you want as an actor is a part where you don't change costumes, you show up like three times, but you have the potential to be the show stealer every oh, really? time. You don't want to change costumes? Well, I mean, There's it's no just easy to. peasy. Like, yeah. it's yeah. just you show up, you get dressed, you and go out and sing these numbers. And has there ever been. A character in a show that changed the audience with a look from his eyes or tiny I little have, facial gestures. Tiny little facial. facial <laughs> yeah. I have never yep. seen a character, and the whole place just falls apart yes, when he just wrinkles his mouth. Yeah, it's it is. It's. <laughs> Am I kidding? No, oh, no, man. you're not it, kidding. He was at all. he was awesome, and it's just it was inspiring, and the way it moves so quickly, and from song, and and they even jerk you out of emotions, but yeah. they do it in a way that makes sense, and you can you can flow with it. I I got up and I was like, it does not feel like I've been sitting here for three hours. It just doesn't. It feels you like you wanted it, more. I did, but they left. That's the way you should leave it. Mm-hmm. You should leave people wanting more and going oh, and wanting and what you want to do is go find out more information about every single character in the show. Yeah. You want to know more about Aaron Burr. You want to know, and gosh, what a complicated character. I wish there was a way to do it. (laughs) Hamilton too, baby. (laughs) Hamilton too. We'll never know more about Aaron Burr. At the end of at the end of every show. (laughs) At the end of every every show, Wikipedia is ready. It fires up its servers just around the Chicago area. (laughs) So just so it's just like here they come. Yeah, Yeah. they're all Alexander Hamilton. They're they're swooping in. So it was it was brilliant. He's brilliant. I I walked with. I just yeah. I I was blown away everybody right. should see it it's yeah i want if i could have dinner with anyone it would be lin-manuel miranda i would just love to sit with him and be like how did you who are you how did you get to be this way why are yeah. you so such a genius and i would want to have dinner with jesus oh of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. I a, oh him too a couple people but ahead of him and mr rogers well lin-manuel yeah. miranda is in mary poppins he that's sure going is. to be released at the end oh. of this year which just too. so happens 
We are doing Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins at Grace Church. Yes, we Whoa. sure are. Segway. Yeah. Who, who is he? And- it's Mary Poppins 2. So the new film is actually, he is Bert's protege. Oh, really? Yes. I thought it was like, it's not a Mary remake. Poppins. It's Mary it's Poppins con- 2? It, no, it's the continuation Poppins of the revenge. stories. Yeah. <laughs> Beneath the planet of Mary Poppins. Yes, it's, um, yes it is. Revenge. So come see Mary the Poppins original at Grace day. Church. Yeah. Come see the original Grace Church and then go see the movie in December. There it is. Yeah. So Perfect. there you go. Yeah. Theater, art, it just keeps, it goes on and on. Just keeps yep, That's what back. I always say. Theater and Musical art just goes on and on. on and on. There's nothing, there is nothing better in the world than good wonderful musical theater. Steve, are you into theater? Oh, Tyler, sure. that's a You're not. You're <laughs> no, no, I am. Yes, movies. You're wearing a striper shirt. I'm wearing a striper, striper. Shirt. Can we talk I, about I don't know too that much purpose. about striper, no, he, but they point. look like they're into theater. Okay, yes. here we go. Can, can we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about can that. Can we explain who Steve is first, maybe? Or? No, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. that. <laughs> and who striper is. Come on. Okay, well, <laughs> the world is like explain who striper is first. So, all right, things that are important to me. Number one is my faith. Number two is my family. Mm-hmm. Number three is education, especially classical education. And number four would have to be hard rock and metal. Really? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's Wait, that's one. number four? Well, you know what I'm going to do. Say that. It's before world peace. Yeah. He can't say he yeah. likes it better than his family. Or that's, Jesus. That's, right. I mean, you know, this is a All right. church podcast. But, right. Um, Oh, no. so if metal crosses with Jesus, it's Which like... Which it does. Whoa. Their motto is Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes we are healed. Okay. Whoa. So these guys are Christian. So they've been but around they, for like They've been around years. for 35 years. First album was Yellow and Black Attack back in 1984. Mm-hmm. And their last one, the title's a little bit rough actually, but... Uh, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> yeah, Do we need to beep it's, it? It's God blank evil. What? The middle word begins with a D. This is a family show, Steve. Oh, so that's what gotcha. I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Darn. But that's Darn. but they're yeah. Dream and, and comma. The, and the <laughs> the lyric is, you know, uh, you know, we God Donut. Get rid of the evil, right? <laughs> right. But God save the people. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. Right. Oh, and yeah. so they are sold out for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um loud and proud. And um you know. And if you're Googling Striper right now, the I is a Y. y. The I is, yes, S-T-R-Y-P-E-R. They uh, wanted to be creative that So way. what What about them are you just like so passionate about? Well, I that love- That you have I t-shirts. Love, I love loud music. And yeah. um, here's the thing. The message of Jesus Christ needs a music and an art form worthy of it. All right, and so wimpy. Uh, Amy Grant, hello. <laughs> wimpy. <laughs> wimpy oh, music. Just oh, here we go. Chronic. Emails coming. Yeah. Emails to yeah. Tyler B. at Grace yeah. Church. Yeah. Yes. Bring it on. No, no, no. It. I mean, the message of Jesus Christ needs the amp cranked up to eleven. Yeah. Those of you who are Spinal Tap fans, you'll All right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so it needs, uh, I mean, come on. It needs a bunch of guys with long hair Absolutely. and sleeveless vests. Absolutely. <laughs> Got a bunch of guys looking like women playing yeah. <laughs> yes. playing electric guitars right. turned up to 11. I'm and in. So, yeah. That is great. So, not a fan of theater, big fan of rock and roll. No, I'm a fan of theater too. I mean, I love, uh, I was trying to think about the last um, musical that I had seen. What here? Uh, did you see in... Beauty and the Beast here? See, we would it would have been Beauty and the Beast. That would have been the last one. 
As long as here. you see them here, Steve, that's all I care it about. Really, really you don't matters, ever have right. to go to any others. No. And prior to that, I was thinking, yeah, what have I seen? Oh, maybe Chicago prior to that. Wow. In terms that's of, a racy one. So, but, Renee Zellweger. Uh, but, you know. Um, it is racy. That was the movie. Oh, see, yeah. I grew up, I'm, I'm, I'm cats. I mean, I'm the decade when oh, cats yeah. was right the thing. And, right. Um, you know, a chorus that line, stuff like that. was a rough period for musical theater, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Well, cats yeah. was... That was a rough one. And you can hear all about it on Amy's podcast, <laughs> Grace and Musical Theater, coming probably not very soon. but <laughs> It would be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> there's so, well, there's so much in musical theater that ties in to the faith. If you th- Absolutely. Think about if you can th- a chorus line. Has everybody seen another oh, chorus Oh, yeah, line? I was yep. in it. No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it was. I, I won't ask which character. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the one young man, he's got, you know, who am I anyway? Yep. Am I my resume? Right. I've got to Where's get this my worth? job. Right. Yep. Where's my worth? It's yep. in my resume. And so, man, I just would feed. That'd be a great sermon illustration for yeah. some, somebody. Yeah, someone. Maybe for her. Maybe for me. There you, yeah. go. There you go. Right up my alley. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Guys, I did the most seven thing on the Enneagram. Steve, have you taken Enneagram? I have. All right, we'll talk about. Oh, We're going to get into the Steve is. profile here in a minute. Yeah. But <laughs> I did the most seven thing Ever. Oh, I'm Maybe so in my anxious. life. You so had five weekend. hobbies in 24 hours. I'm so excited to hear. <laughs> you jumped, you jumped out of something. Uh, no, I woke up. Oh my gosh, this and is boring this already. Is... Just kidding. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> my wife said, will you hang Milo's tree swing today or this weekend? We don't have really any trees where it's easy for me to hang a tree swing. And I said, better idea. How about I build him a swing set? And so I called my dad. We very, went to, very handy person. I'm not. No, your dad is. Oh, my dad is yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, called him. I was like, hey, can you just, can you help me? Uh, I think I want to build a swing set today. And so we went to Lowe's, got all the stuff, lumber. I felt like a real man. <laughs> like uh, a lumberjack. Buying yeah. lumber. Getting some lumber uh, and got home, build a swing set. There's a swing on it now. The only problem is, <laughs> however, I've seen it. <laughs> only problem. The only problem is we didn't use any plans or anything. We were just like kind of just putting it together. And when we stood it up, Uh-oh. it's probably five foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably five foot tall. So the swing so, was literally dragging on the gr- on the ground. Poor when we, Milo. When we hung the swing. I up. saw it on Facebook. You were towering above the swing. Yeah. So uh, we had to we had to wrap funny. it. We have to wrap it around the the crossbar a couple times so that it'll just swing in the air. It's fine. He doesn't know the difference. So Milo's going like this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. like a scooching swing. You yeah. scooch on the ground. But uh, that's what I did this past weekend. It was great. Um, Felt like I accomplished something. Why is that a seven? I'm a seven. I would never want to build a swing set. Because it's like, I have an idea. Let's just go do it. Okay, just, so here's, oh, for okay. example, as a seven, the other day, uh, I got home from work, and Olivia and I have been starting to work out more. Right. Um, Amy's like pulling a, up the picture of me crouching <laughs> underneath the swing, swing. set. <laughs> <laughs> so we're working out a little bit more and I, I get home from work and she's not at home and I, and I look at find my friends. We share our location. And I say, oh, she's at the gym. So I texted her. I said, did you just get there? And she said, yeah, I just got here. And I said, I'm on my way. So I quickly threw on my gym clothes and my shoes and I left <laughs> the house without a phone, keys, 
while anything and i just ran straight to <laughs> straight to the gym and joined her and i walk in and she's like why are you sweaty <laughs> you ran to the gym with nothing and i was like if i get hit by a car nothing there's no no one nothing, will know nothing so what'd you do when you got to the gym worked out with her and drove back with her oh my goodness so wait, that's, that's, that's you, a seven that thing. is your workout right to the far gym were you from the gym like a mile oh it wasn't that long but it was just it my first thought was i'll go I don't want to drive. I'll run. And I went. And I just went. Wow. That's, That's funny. Good for you. Good job, Tyler. Well, good for you being yeah. a seven. I like it. Yeah. I did it. I did it. That was that was really nice of you. Did you have any eight things to say once it was over? Mm, I don't know. I don't even know what that would be. Just blunt kind Something of. Something mean. Well, that, yeah. That it hurts it. somebody. It's, it's, <laughs> wow. Stereotyping. Yeah, really. Right. There's some redeeming qualities to me, Barry. I've yet to find you. those. But. I think there are two. Two? Yeah. Okay. Two. I'm working on that third. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's talk about Steve Perkins. We wanted to have you on. Um, Thank you. You are a current elder of Grace Church. This is true. And uh, you're a teacher. And uh, we... Hold on. That's just the teacher. When was it you were the Indiana Teacher of the Year? Uh, 2014. Uh, 2000. Yay! All right. Teacher of the Year. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to have you on. We were talk- When we were talking about planning for this, this series, we were like, let's try to have a guest on, uh, maybe somebody who uh, could speak to the different worlds of the text in their own lives and maybe have a background um, in history. Uh, you teach Latin. I do. Is that right? And so, Central High School. And so um, your your name was brought up, and it sounds like it'd be a perfect fit to just talk to you about your faith, the rhythms that you have um, kind of had in your life to connect closer and deeper with God, and maybe even especially during the series, how sure. it's resonated with you. When before we got on air, you said this is kind of your wheelhouse, your sweet yeah. spot. And so let's talk about let's talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to hear a little bit about you, maybe how you came to came to know the Lord and how you how you ended up at Grace Church. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Southern Indiana, uh, New Albany, right across from Louisville, Kentucky, but uh, you know, on the good side, on the Indiana side, mm-hmm. uh, things border states are always rivals, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, went to church, uh, independent Christian church there. My parents took me to church, Sunday school, church all the time. And uh, let's see, summer before freshman year. I think that's right. Uh, freshman year was actually the end of junior high for us. Mm-hmm. So seven, eight, nine was junior high. Uh, that's when I was baptized. And um, uh, just just remember that so well. Our pastor, uh, uh, Delbert Gray and... Um, you know, you repeat after me, you know, this, the good confession, you know, I believe, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, my personal Lord and savior, you know, repeat that mm-hmm. baptized, uh, tremendous moment. Uh, and so again, that's always just been a part of my life. Um, memory work, uh, back in those days, Sunday school. So, yeah. um, memory verses yep. and memorized a lot. Of course it was King James. Uh, oh yeah. Back then, um, uh, which go ahead, new King James. <laughs> <laughs> little piece of marin. Well, yeah. it, you know, if Tim Ayers were here, he'd tell you that, I mean, the King James, of course, is the original uh, biblical language. That's what Jesus uh, <laughs> yeah. spoke. That's how he spoke. It was the King uh, James. Thee and thou. Exactly. And um, so, you know, grew up with that, uh, go off to IU and um, continued to, uh, you know, follow my faith there. Uh, Christian Student Fellowship, which is still operational at IU. Uh, met my wife there and... Um, in fact, I was looking at some of our Bibles today. We've got so many Bibles. 
but one of the Bibles, uh, or one of the ones we have is something she gave me while we were dating. Hmm. She gave me a Bible, and it had our names in gold on the front. Oh. Oh. Melissa and Steve. That's sweet. Uh, and I thought that was wonderful at the time, but I thought back about that later. I thought, what a strange but also really <laughs> neat gift. <laughs> uh, you know, just obviously that was important to her. Yeah. And as I reflect on it, I'm not sure quite all. And this I happened while you were dating? This is while we were dating. or We may have been engaged. What? I, yeah, okay. I was going to say, what um, if you broke up? That's like. Yeah, that would have been awkward. You gotta like scratch that right off. Yeah, exactly. throw, throw, throw away like, the Bible. Who's this Can't Melissa? Really do that. Exactly. Why is her name on yeah, your right. Bible? Just, just, yeah, cut, cut that part. Yeah. Um, so you know, we've always been involved in church, and uh, wherever we've lived, we've lived in Kansas City, Missouri, Austin, Texas, and here. Um, usually involved. I take that back. Uh, in other areas, we've been involved with uh, young adults. Coming here, we've been uh, always involved with kids. Mm. Uh, so Grace Kids, that's us. Forty uh, fifth, used to be Forty Fifth Street. Uh, on Saturday evenings, uh, so that's where uh, we serve. And again, a lot of the fun of that is getting. Uh, I work with Rich Stolt uh, and working with um, little boys. And at the six thirty uh, or six fifteen service, uh, we now have second through fifth grade mm-hmm. combined. So we've really got. We had one little guy this last uh, Saturday. He's going into second grade, and I'm looking. I'm going. So do basically your first grader. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is really little. And uh, so starting to get those guys in mm-hmm. uh, to the Bible and, um, you know, starting off with every time, you know, so where do you look? Mm-hmm. The table of contents. Mm-hmm. Where's the table of contents? That's at the beginning of the book. <clears throat> you know, so you're going yeah. through all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's been always uh, important to us, helping kids uh, to understand uh, their faith in the Bible. And, uh, and so, yeah. This cool. series on the Bible is, uh, I love it, man. Cool. So what do you love about it? Well, when I grew up, I want to be Tim Ayers. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I go yeah. see, is there anybody? Not me. Okay. No? I love Tim, but I don't want to you be You don't want to be Tim? No. Okay. I'm a girl. Dave, she was. she's one of those people you were talking about this weekend that just don't want to understand. They don't want to understand. They just they don't, don't want to understand. understand. <laughs> I don't we want to understand? We have one right here, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I don't. That's it. <laughs> anything. I don't want to understand yeah. anything. That's right. Now, well, in the camps, this is what I grow up, which, again, my wife would say uh, is unlikely to happen. And probably the striper T-shirt is a good indication. of that. <laughs> Yep. But um, now what, what I resonate with Tim so much, uh, I love talking about the world of the text, right? So behind the text, the world of the text. And I'm the guy who's sitting there, got my paper Bible out because the only real Bible is a paper Bible. Uh, electronic Bibles don't count. Um, and what? No, they don't. And you some kind of animal. What do you mean? It doesn't count? <laughs> no, they don't. And, and <laughs> I don't know if Dave will ever preach on second Colossians, but, uh, in the book of second Colossians, that's not uh, a real book. Pot, friends of the pot. That's not a real book. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure they really? know before you go into what okay. you're saying. <laughs> okay. See, that's what happens when I get my Bibles at Walmart. There's like these other Utter. books. It's not okay. They've added. Second Colossians has all I'm, the stuff that you didn't know was in the Bible. I'm like, completely lost right yeah. now. Like somebody just, we just, you know. Anyhow, <laughs> no, I've got my paper Bible out. I got my journal out, but then I've also got my phone out, and I'm calling up um, the Greek or Latin text. I don't mm-hmm. have Hebrew. I don't have a Hebrew background. You're kind of Can't. parsing, parsing the Greek, and then yeah, and, and so anytime somebody's talking about that, boom, I'm going to you know, Greek New Testament or even the, the Greek version of the Old Testament. 
looking that up, going, dude, look at that. That does say that. That really is there. Mm-hmm. And, and fact like, checking. Yeah, fact checking. Um, you know, I remember when uh, Tim did the message on uh, really unpacking um, the, the, the heavy duty stuff about women in leadership. Mm. And he was going through uh, stylistically uh, what was going on in some of the, uh, the letters, and he was, got into a grammatical piece. And there was one thing I'm going, really? So I'm sitting there, and I'm calling up this Greek lexicon there in South Auditorium, and about the third definition down, this one word, which is actually just one Greek letter. It's just like, you know, like the word A or I in English. Uh, about the third definition down, there's this, there's this definition, which is what Tim was using. And I'm going, okay, this text will bear that interpretation, right? This is hmm. not something that's being shoehorned in. This is not something that's being forced. This will actually bear that interpretation. And and for me, with regard to that issue, that's what did it. Hmm. Now, some of the other stuff was good and, and some, of the, 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 um, uh, some of the literary things and kind of showing what uh, Paul was saying. But that literally, that one particular hmm. word uh, in the Greek, that's what did it for me. Like, okay, good enough. Okay. This, this bears this interpretation. Uh, yep. And it's not something's being forced or shoehorned right. in. So I love that kind of stuff. So, yeah, getting into so, all that. So, Amy, when you're preaching next weekend and you look down and you see Steve, <laughs> don't be intimidated. No, I won't be at all. <laughs> or, or don't think that I'm texting somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve's texting during or, the sermon. Or he goes like this message. during the sermon, he goes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Holds Wait, up your way Excuse me. Yeah. Totally. That's, that's not right. You did yeah. that wrong. You should be fine since you're going to be preaching from the Psalms, which are in Hebrew. And, right. And yeah. Perfect. Right. Right. Great. <laughs> yeah. My goal is to make it as easy for everybody to understand as possible. Yeah, well, and you know, it's interesting that our... And I think it, I think it's safe to say this: our Muslim brothers and sisters, uh, the notion that the Quran really cannot be translated right? from Arabic into right, 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 else. Yeah, right, right. The idea is that it's only understandable in the original Arabic. Anything right. else is going to cloud that. And there's something to be said for that mm-hmm. with regard to the Bible. Now, obviously, folks aren't going to be going out learning Hebrew, Greek. Uh, or Latin, but um, you look at it, and sometimes there are things, and we've got so many Bible translations, and I know, Dave, you do. And, uh, you look at it and go, sometimes none of them are quite right. And, and I'm loving the NLT. Loving the NLT. Hmm. That's why uh, we chose that's In what, fact, why I, we chose I probably it. highlighted more in this current version of the NLT that I've got than, than almost any other. Yeah. Same. So it's great. It's readable. It it's, it's just it's great yeah. for life. But... When you get into, again, uh, you know, love Tim's phrase, you know, the original Greek, there's stuff there that sometimes can't actually be brought over right. into the English, or there's a nuance, right? There's a sense about it. Right. Uh, so I'm going, yeah, I, I, I kind of see where they're coming from with this. Hey, you can't really translate out of the Arabic because, you know, there's something there. Yeah, I, that's one of the reasons I encourage people to read, if they're going to study a passage, to read it in multiple versions because you'll start to really quickly see what... If, if there are really variant translations of a certain right. thing, you think, okay, there must be some sort of original language thing going right. on here. Even if you don't know the Greek, you can... Well, you version is so good. Obviously, we use that here. And then, you know, Bible Gateway, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which I never remember if it's a .com or a .org, but I think it's a... Don't know. A yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Geocities.net. <laughs> Geocities. 
Uh, but you go to Bible Gateway and you can pull up four, five, six on the same page. Right. So I want to look at this passage and just pull it up. Here's the King James. Here's the Greek. Here's NLT, whatever. Yeah. And you can see them side by side. One of the criticisms that we have uh, received over the years is a person saying, when you when you keep referencing the original Greek or Hebrew, you make it impossible possible for me to under, some uh, impossible to understand the scripture because I don't have the capacity. The fact is the tools we have today give you the opportunity to go. And that's what one of the goals of the series was say, you know what, there are tools out there. Mm. It takes a few moments. Yeah. You have to look it up, but you can get help and you can, in many of the tools will give you the three or four different options for the way that that word could be interpreted. So, it, it, and we've heard that criticism. You just make mm -hmm. it too hard. Well, we're trying to make it easier. Mm -hmm. well, understand. I, I think a couple of things. That one, do you trust the person who's speaking? I mean, well, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if if let's be honest, if Tim Ayers is up there and telling you this is in the original Greek, you don't need to know the Greek. You know Tim Ayers. Yeah, take take, take take his word for it. This this guy knows what he's talking about. But at the same time, Tim will tell you that he every one of us who's doing some sort of exegetical work will come to a passage. And in our research, realized there are probably, and you even referenced it in your illustration, three or four different options. Oh, absolutely. That that word. Absolutely. And and it's not just word. What does the word mean? What's the verb tense? I mean, right, all that. What, how does it fit into the overall context? Um, now, if you want, if, do you know the new, came out, I think I got it for Christmas, so just end of last year, uh, the new translation of the New Testament by David Bentley Hart, the Orthodox mm -mm. scholar. No. Oh. Okay. He, his goal was to make the most brutally literal translation mm -hmm. sounds fun yeah it sounds really <laughs> exciting it, it, at times it's almost unreadable uh <laughs> and so i i was doing a thing where i was sitting down i was looking with it i had greek out i had the nlt and i had the esv i'm kind of going back and forth and he does a lot of the stuff is is, is brutally literal yeah. but sometimes that can actually even get in the way oh yeah uh it, it it's so it, it's word for word yeah but you kind of miss the sense of it. And, and, and he knows that. He knows that this is not a, 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 his translation is a version to be used in a church, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for a lectionary reading or for a sermon. Uh, but if you want to see what the Greek really would be in English and you don't have Greek. Yeah. Well, there, there are scale. Uh, this is, we're going deep here. So yeah. cut, cut us off if you don't. But in, when it comes to translations, there are some translations that are more word for word literal New American Standard, right. for example. And then there are thought-by-thought thought translations or even further general thought like the message. Right. So you have, well, and, and understand fair. something, the message, for years people said it's not a, it's not a translation, it's a paraphrase. No, it's a translation. It's a translation. They went to the original and came, whoever, you know, Eugene Peterson. and came. So you have on one end the message and the other end this. Right. And they're all translations. Right. right. It's right, word for word. Yeah. The, yeah. So, Steve, when you're when you're doing, uh, if you read the Bible yeah. consistently, how, how what does that look like each day yeah, or whenever you're doing it? What does that look like? Are you pouring over four different versions yeah, each no. day, or what? What are you doing? It has looked very different uh, over the years. And about two years ago, um, I got a hold of this app from our son, uh, and then I started using it, and it was some. I can remember, it's connected with the Bible Project, but it's some read the Bible through the year deal, but with the Bible Project videos mm -hmm. setting up like, you know, either each new book or each new section. Uh, and so I was doing that. Uh, so I was, you know, 
there's, there's a video to watch, watch that. Uh, and then really what I was doing was listening to the audio uh, of the book uh, through version, and I was uh, going to the ESV. You listen to the Bible on version? Yeah. Because there's, I mean, you, you're just like driving to work. Yeah. You just that play it through the... Sounds awesome. Which was cool. <laughs> um, but then, now this is, all right, so I'm going to geek out a little bit here. But this summer, I thought, I've not read the New Testament straight through in Latin. Me neither. So <laughs> there goes the silence. My eyes just yeah. glazed over. There goes yeah. the silence. So uh, I'm... He's a teacher. Well, yeah, yeah. A Latin That's teacher. what we do. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I've got this version. The Vulgate? It, well, yeah, or is I, it later? I've got, I've, got, I've got a separate Vulgate. Gotcha. This is one Sorry. of the New Testament. Explain what the Vulgate it's, it's, is, Barry. There was a guy named yeah. Jerome who decided that he wanted to put the Bible into the language of the people, which yeah. was Latin. Everyone was reading Greek. And so he said, I'm going to translate this and I'm going to make it for the, for one of the, the people. One of the few guys to single-handedly translate. So it wasn't a committee. Right. He, he, he did the whole thing by himself. Right. Oh. I'm out. Yeah. And then he had all sorts of all sorts of uh, critics who complained about his translation of use like the words like gourd or something like that. Have you, ever, you right. know that There's, one? Yeah. It's yeah. really funny. Anyway. But yeah, this this particular version. It's not that. really funny. It's funny to me. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. There was literally a group of people who, in opposition yeah. to Jerome, they became known as the gourdists because they wanted the word to be translated gourd and not whatever he was doing. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, continue. Yeah, I just digression on that. There's a great book came out, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago um, by a guy named Benson Bobrick. It's called Why Does the Waters? And it's the story of the Bible in English. Hmm. And he really goes through all the early guys, the Wycliffe mm -hmm. and all that jazz, and then ultimately up to the King James team that actually did that and, and the importance of it for the English language. But anyhow, this, this particular version I've got has got Greek on one side, Latin on the other. So I'm just, I'm just reading through the Latin. So here's the thing. You're thinking, okay, Latin... Sounds really liturgical, maybe really churchy, and it's going to be way out there. Jesus has never been more immediate to me than he has been this summer. Mm. Explain that. And it's it's hard to explain. I was actually thinking about that before coming over here. And I, I, I think it's by not reading in, in English. Uh, certainly I know Latin, but it's not my first language, obviously. Uh, so by not reading it in English, there's a little bit of a gap. There's a little bit of a gap between me and the text. And so, interestingly enough, that gap somehow makes Jesus more immediate. Here's, hmm. what, here's what I'm thinking. Familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. Reading it in English, okay. I've read it a blue million times. You have to pay more attention. Right. It's causing you to okay. pay more you have attention. To pay more. Yeah. Right. So the, actually the little gap, by causing you to pay more attention, yeah. actually makes him more immediate. Interesting. Uh, and so it's hmm. just... So you're you're hanging on to every word more oh, than yeah. we would. His personality is coming through. Hmm. Yeah, his personality is interesting. Coming through. That's fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, I bet you're a five on the enneagram. I'm a one. You're a one. Whoa. Oh wow. I'm a one. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Who right. saw that coming? Not Nobody me. saw that coming. Not I me. Don't, I don't remember what a one is, so I I definitely. Vivian didn't see last it week was a one. She. It's kind of like black, white, right, oh, wrong. Right, right. Penny. Absolutely. Penny. Penny. Yes. Penny's yeah. a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, Dave, you've said a lot of teachers are ones. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, you either agree that heavy metal is the best form of music or you're, <laughs> or you're wrong. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so, I saw that one coming. <laughs> there it is. Yes. All right. Yeah. 
So, Steve, this is going to be a fascinating conversation about the the text uh, and the sermon last weekend. Um, so I'm glad that you're here for it, for it. But last weekend, Dave preached uh, about parables, storytelling, and we I thought it was really cohesive the way we kind of tied in uh, Pixar and how they tell stories and um, talking about parables and why Jesus was telling parables um, instead of a different type of communication. And so can you just kind of, and you, this is the second week in a row, you didn't really give us a big idea. I just have to say very quickly though, that when you referenced Pixar, I can't believe you didn't say the Incredibles as one of the great Pixar movies. It's all right. I'm over it now. It's a nearly, it's a nearly flawless film. Even though, even though I agree that the first one out, the first Incredibles Incredibles is is And I knew there would be criticism. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I took away from the, no, I'm just kidding. The Incredibles. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Incredibles is the striper of Pixar. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Nice. All right. Totally. Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. Either way. Jesus told parables. Can, right. So can you kind of talk to us about what you wanted people, what you really wanted people to walk away knowing or understanding from your sermon last weekend? Yeah, well, there's uh, the two reasons why he used parables is the one everyone thinks of. And they're just more creative. They get you to remember the story more. They're as the, what's his name? Pete Doctor. That's his name. Who, uh, who is the creative director for Pixar said, I mean, it, 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 it enables the viewer to enter into the emotion of the story, mm. you know, because they're so creative. And so Jesus wanted to do that. That The second reason I think is, is even more fascinating to me, and that is he used it as the great weed out tool because he told the story and there would be two reactions. One reaction was, hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to know more. Tell me more or help me understand that. And the other was, okay, well, that that's weird. I don't. What's that story mean? And they would walk away. And so as a result, it was the way Jesus would help weed out those who particularly cared about what he was talking about and those who really didn't care. About mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he that's not that's not a good exegetical work. That's from the mouth of Jesus. That's what that's yeah. exa- exactly right. what we said. So understanding parables and the reason behind them. Um, yeah, I did get some interesting feedback and I, I can't go into too much detail. Somebody said they tweeted why because i said this why on earth did john not use any parables yeah in the gospel of john whereas the sure. other, the the other the synoptics uh, had the had the 40 parables between the three of them and it is uh, i so i did the research on that figured out and it's complicated <laughs> everyone's got about five or six or seven different reasons why mm. from one person saying well they're there but the but john truncated them and they're in bits and pieces he, maybe he didn't understand yeah. He may, he he was weeded out or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only was given the opportunity to write a gospel and the book of Revelation and his <laughs> letters. He didn't I just, understand I just clearly. Think it, I think it, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of debate, but I think what it comes down to is it just like the other three, the synoptic gospels, the other three, they were there to help the world understand who Jesus was, yeah. what he did and, and, you know his life a little bit and some of his teachings. Whereas the gospel of John is like, let me present to you the risen Christ, the cosmic <laughs> logos. You know, it's like, yeah. he's like, you are in or out, but let me explain the divinity of the one that we call the Messiah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, John said story shmori. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no parables. He's needed. like, I will present you with this and you will decide, you know, that's the gospel of John. Maybe he was a one. 
Well, he's going to say, I love John. Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 I either you're in or you're out. I'm not going to mess around with some piddly stories. Yeah. I'm kidding. I, I, I probably like John. His gospel is, yeah. when you realize the way, that it's not trying to be a biography, that it's trying right. to be a provocative yes. in-your-face statement, then yeah. it makes sense that there wouldn't be parables, yeah. I guess. So, anyway. At any rate, one other thing I wanted to say about why parables are important. Um, the concept of the kingdom of God was hugely important and became the hallmark of, his, of Jesus' teaching, was the foundation of all his teaching. And yet the concept of the kingdom of God is maybe one of the most misunderstood concepts of all of his teaching and maybe all of the scriptures. Because when we think of, and if you if you watch anything on Netflix, when you think of kingdom, you think of queens and kings and crowns and people with funny uniforms and armies and horses and yeah. and all those things. Uh, and what came, what Jesus was talking about was a completely different kind of kingdom. Uh, power, n- no doubt, and the reign of God. But so he had to use story to explain something that was very hard to understand. All right, so I've always been, I don't think frustrated strong enough, or I think it's too strong of a word, but I've always been confused. I'm like, what? just once, why didn't Jesus just say, here's what it is, take it or leave it? I mean, he kind of- The kingdom of God, you mean? Yeah, yeah, because still in 2018, the kingdom of God is still like mystical, hard for everybody to get on the same page with. Well, yeah, because most Christians don't even see the kingdom of God- uh, as present, right? They'll see it as future, it's future. right? Or they'll, or some people say the kingdom of God represents heaven. So when he talks about kingdom of heaven, well, of course heaven is like that. No, no, that's. So I wonder how many people, when Jesus was going around telling all these stories, were like, "Yeah, but what's that? What does that mean?" Now I will say they had a better chance of understanding it because they had the prophets, including Daniel, Isaiah, and others, who basically kept talking about a kingdom that was coming. Mm-hmm. So they fully expected, in Jesus' day, they fully expected it would look like David's kingdom, Solomon's kingdom, right, Saul's right, kingdom. Right. Power, power, war. Yeah. Yeah. And so they- most, full- of his, most of his use of kingdom is to try to reorient their thinking to something completely unexpected. Right. Because when he dies on the cross, people are going, what? Yeah. What, what about that no, kingdom? N- yeah. They were, t- they were completely yeah. confused. And that's why he kept, I, I really believe he talked about- uh, the kingdom in very mystical ways and through parable to help mm-hmm. them understand it's not what you think. It is what you think is not what you think. And that's the way it is today too. Yeah. Just once I wish you would have been like, I know what you're thinking. Let me tell you why it's not that. <laughs> Let me explain <laughs> yeah. that what you think will happen right away. Yeah. In a, in 2000 years, people mm-hmm. are going to be using these things called iPads. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> yes. So electricity, it's a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, we use stories because they they remembered the stories. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like every, I'm all for every stories. That, yeah, I just wish because there's still confusion. But sometimes today. he was like pretty blatant. Like this is why I'm telling this story. Yeah, yeah. that there's a the, couple examples of him actually spelling out what a particular parable means. Like his disciples are like, okay, we're completely lost. What is this? thing with the seeds in the soil and he'll kind of walk them through it a little bit. But but But, that was the disciples. I want to ask you, Dave. So the second reason about the kind of the weeding out. Yeah. How would you answer somebody who said, well, that's rather mean. Mm. Jesus. Well, it's a volitional and this, this is important. Jesus did not, it's not that the parables weeded people out. The parables gave people a chance to weed themselves out. 
It's a volitional choice to enter into enter into the kingdom. Um, and Jesus made it clear in several other occasions that I mean, you enter in or you don't. It's your choice. You can you can enter in if you want to. So it's not like he he was mean and said, "I'm going to create a way." that some of you are not going to get in and you're not even going to know it. You're just going to be so dumb. You're not going to make, no, he gave him a chance to choose. It it was, it was volitional. Mm -hmm. You you know, Jesus would not get his teaching contract renewed. (laughs) Probably wouldn't (laughs) as as a teacher because seriously, I mean, he's got one, he got, he had like what one kid that actually passed the test, right? There's one thief on the cross. He goes back home with one thief. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, that's not passing. Yeah. And in today's age, it's the teacher's responsibility. Common core. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But. It's out there. Okay. Um, and it was really hard, these concepts, because he was turning everything upside down. Yeah. So it was like, here, here's a story to help you understand what I'm asking of you. Yeah. This is what I'm asking you to do. And still today, there are people like, I'm out. Yeah. Can't do that. Right. That's not for me. Well, Can't on one like hand, that. he would say, uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, on you, Peter, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's a power. And we're going to knock down the gates of hell. And then he turns around and says, hey, but the first will be last and the last right. first. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about power? Are we talking about humility? What are we talking about here? Yeah. The answer is yes. Right. Mm-hmm. The answer yeah. is yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about world of or in front of the text because we've this particular text? Yeah. From this past week. So yeah. it's Matthew 20, right? Yeah. Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So we just talked about the world behind the text. Every, our whole conversation we just had yep. is the world behind the text. Right. And what I said was the world of the text is like really in your face because the verse leading in, and I understand something, Matthew probably chose to put these two stories back to back. It's, sure. it's It may not have been that Jesus actually went from one story to the other. It, the, and Matthew put them together to say, see, this was a theme. What what two stories? Well, the one in, in, chap, in when chapter 19 where he's talking about the rich man and he ends, uh, oh, the, you know, this is the rich young ruler. Oh, yeah. And, and his disciples one, his disciples are all worked up and, and they say, well, how, how can anybody make it in the kingdom of, of mm-hmm. heaven? And at the end, he says in verse uh, 30, but many who are the greatest now will be the least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. This was one of the themes of Jesus' teaching. So what Matthew did is then he backs that story up with the story of the parable of the vineyard, um, you know, the vineyard workers, knowing that Jesus used that to make the very same point. Sure. And so that's a world of the text. That's a contextual thing. When you see those t- and at the very end of, of this, he's this, doing that for his audience. Yeah, and for us, and yeah. right now he didn't know he's doing it for us, but right. he's doing it for his audience. Yeah. So that's clearly the theme because mm-hmm. it brackets the. And story. the story is landowner pays his workers no matter how long they work the same wage, and some of the workers are jealous, and others get the full day's wage for only working half a day's work or whatever. And the message is. Yeah, well, but, and he picks the least. Right. That's, well, that's what hit me the most yeah. was that these are the people that nobody wanted to pick for dodgeball. Yeah, they, like they were still standing there, and he saw them and said, "But the key, the key, I like that. The key like word, the key, the key little phrase was, it's five o'clock. Nobody hires anybody at five o'clock because there's not there's not enough time to get right. work done. And he goes, "Why are you still here?" And he goes, "Well, no, they well, no one hired us." And the other. 
remember, Jesus is making up this story. This right. is not a real story. Right. This is not. This didn't really happen. But he's basically painting the picture. Of course, at five o'clock, if you're not hired, it's likely not because you were lazy and and you just woke up at four and walked out into right. the in town. It's because you were overlooked all day long. Right. No one picked you. No one picked you. No one chose you. Nobody wanted you. Well, no one hired us. And he said, I do. I want you. The landowner who was the personification of God. Hmm. That was the piece I liked. I mean, that was the piece that hit me, that resonated with me the most was, and one that I don't think just by reading it, you would have to, you would yeah, have to you'd think, have to know. you'd have to think and, and know maybe the, knowing the history of the way they picked workers, those, I mean, like that was important. That's what led you to that moment. That and the, and the bracketed phrase and the last, you know, the first will be last That's, and the yeah. last, last will be first that he's not talking about last and first in time. No. Right. He's talking about last and first in importance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, and, and that's a, that's the theme. So that also you read, you backfill into that little, no one hired us. Why did no one hire you? Cause you were the least. We've got this notion. I think every, everybody should just be able to pick up the Bible and understand it perfectly. And to a certain extent, that's true when it comes to essential knowledge mm-hmm. of God. God's not going to hide. God's not going to um, play games with it. But on the other hand, you're not just going to pick up Shakespeare at this point and expect to get every reference. No. You expect to have a professor or a teacher help you with that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hadn't, Amy, I'm, I'm the same way. I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that. Why were those guys not picked? And when you said, wow, that's neat. How many times have I read that passage? Yeah. yeah. So having other people, that's why you go to church. That's why you read commentaries. That's why you listen to podcasts. Right? That's why you, you bring all of that to bear. And it, I think it's foolish and even arrogant to think, well, I can just sit yeah. down with nothing and have perfect yeah. knowledge of this. Well, going back to the message you, you preached on David, I, I'm, I've stopped counting the number of people who have said, I never saw that story that way. I never understood that, the, that you know, people always said, well, Bathsheba attempted yeah, him. The and, blame went yeah. on her most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it, 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 it's so many people. Um, it changes the entire yeah, narrative the whole story. when you understand her legitimate place in it and his yeah. place in it. And which which is also why I get that we got some pushback too. Because right. you change you change the entire narrative. And not that that's wrong. It's I think it was completely right. It's just that when you've grown up your whole life thinking of something in a certain way and all of a sudden you you're you're forced it's turned to, on. Yeah, you head. don't like it. Mm-hmm. You don't. Right. Uh, who likes that? Nobody likes to have. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, I did. Yeah. I loved. It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I loved that yeah. it changed the narrative. But I, what I would really be curious about, and we got a little bit from uh, an email we got. I'd be, I for the second week, I left left the big idea alone. I let mm-hmm. the five questions. Speaking of a full day's pay for a half day's work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was just tired. Two weeks in a row. I didn't want to finish it. Nah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I would really be curious as to what, how, what, how people interpret it. What, what God, what was the world in front of the text for people? That's what I keep, I just am praying that people are getting excited about. Mm -hmm. Because that, to me, the fact that, you know, all these people in this room are hearing the same thing and reading the same text, but the spirit is going to speak to them if they allow it exactly how they need to be spoken to in that moment. That is, that's, that's amazing to me. That's, that's the piece that I'm like, Oh, 
if you can get that, you don't understand what that will do for you. Yeah. If you can allow the spirit to speak to you through the scripture, it's, it's alive. Yeah. It's changing. It's inspiring. It's challenging, but you have to be willing to go there and then say, okay, I'm open palms up, ready to receive whatever you want to give me, even if it's really, really hard Mm -hmm. and it's going to be hard sometimes really hard. Yeah. Think of the times you have been chosen last or you've seen the stories of kids chosen last, which by the way, there should be a better system by now. I I think there is. I don't think they, (laughs) I don't think they do a lot of team captains pick your team anymore. Um, they have an electoral college now. Right. It's way more. It's <laughs> way more efficient. Way more sure. Very much better. Yeah. Yes. Very but think about, um, Dave, even when you just said it right now, like, you're here because you weren't chosen, but I'm choosing you. Right. Yeah. So, like, think about how much dignity you're offering to to those people, to the, cho- the kid who's not getting chosen until last or the people who have not been hired until five o'clock, like, Nobody else is going to do it, but I'm doing it. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the dignity that you, I think you deserve. And by the way, you're going to get all the rewards that the person who's been here for forever are going to get. That's the world in front of yeah. for me. It's because there's been a number of times just even recently where I've had the opportunity to either offer someone dignity or not. And this is just like a smack in the face of like, always choose mm-hmm. dignity. Always. Yeah. yeah. Let's take, I mean. Go right back to, won't you be my neighbor, Mr. Rogers? I mean, how do you not talk about a man that gave dignity to children, Yeah, which most people overlook and disregard and and children that were in difficult circumstances for whatever reason, he gave them dignity. And that was what he, that was his purpose, his mission in life, his calling, his destiny was to do that. And wow, when you do something well, when God calls you to something and you do it like he did, Look at the amazing, with, with, you know, makeshift puppets. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the impact. Mediocre, the impact. mediocre voices. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yet amazing results. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, any, anything else world in front of the text for you guys before we move on to this week's homework? We're good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week we're, we're in a uh, week seven, right, Barry? Yeah. Week seven of BYOB, Bring Your Own Bible. And together this week, we're going to be looking at Matthew. We're staying in Matthew. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 13, verses uh, 31 through 33. And I got to be honest, I looked at the complete wrong (laughs) passage for this pod. So you guys are going to have to carry me because I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, Tyler. These are really. What's new? All right, Amy, take it away. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Chapter 13, verses 31 through 33, right? Yeah, I have a request. What do you got? Steve needs to read this out loud because yes. I just love yeah, to hear his Steve, voice. This is a question I, I wanted voice. to ask. Do you do vocal work? You know, I've like announced, voiceover I've, stuff? I've announced sports games at school. Sports I, games, yeah. You know, like, you know, basketball or whatnot. Um, but I always thought it would be fun. Yeah, why, why? You have a great voice. Yeah, you should do it. Know. Yeah, you do. Every weekend at Grace, you need to be like, and now from Welcome Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Dave Rod. Oh, I like that. I, yeah. That and I want somebody to play a B3 through the entire sermon. Yeah. Please. And once, when Dave once comes once out, be, just I've, fire years, shooting up Amy, from his floor. Okay, I'll make it happen. Can you get... <laughs> yeah. oh. And I want stairs coming down stairs. from the second... Yeah, I want to walk in and have Steve announce me and I want... Why not? 
We didn't, we're not talking about you. Oh, sorry. Okay, we're back to you. <laughs> sorry. We're talking about me. I'm trying to bring it all the always back <laughs> yeah. to, to me. So you want a B3? I want a B3. I want Steve to announce me. Mm-hmm. Okay. With his hand over his ear. Yeah. I don't know why they yeah. do that. Do, hand do, do, do the thing. Do, yeah. the, do the thing. And then I want, um, can we have Kelvin come back? Yeah. And play through the entire message. Or do you want, as you enter, do you want him to be like, here comes the general from, you know, like, oh, like George that's Washington and Hamilton. That's, oh, man. That's, that's what I'm saying. He walks down the stairs and here comes a general. And I walk like, in it's and go, awesome. what did I miss? Yeah, exactly. What did I miss? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was such a great. My uh, favorite, one of my favorite moments. Yes. How could it not be? Yeah. So Jefferson. From, from Hamilton, Tyler, have you, have yeah. you seen it? Or? I love squirrel noises. There we go. That's cold. Let's get us back it on track, cold. everybody. Okay. going to read so it, right? The parable Steve. of the mustard seed. Can you please read chapter, Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 33? Here we go from the NLT translation. Here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Boom. All right. I like it. Enough said. Boom. I think we got it. So I was nervous. Steve, you should put the whole Bible on tape. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be. In Latin. In I, Latin? I, I, oh, my gosh. Because yeah. people are really looking for oh, that yeah. on, yeah. on oh, iTunes. It's gonna be, it is going to be in high demand. That's a high demand. A high demand. So I was nervous when I, I picked this these two parables because I thought, oh, like, they're they're known, they're good parables, but what are people going to get out of these? Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot to say about my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought about it a lot, and I worked through these passages, and now I actually am really, really excited about them. Uh, and so I'm curious to know what your guys' first reactions are from this, from these, uh, these two parables. Is there anything that, that hmm. stands out to you? Because it, they seem really self-explanatory, but when you try to get into it, you realize, wait, so wait, so what then is the kingdom like? Like, yeah. why is it like yeast? Why is it like a mustard seed? Um, anyway, curious to hear your thoughts and I can chime in with some of the stuff that I've been chewing on. Okay. So. Mustard seed, I mean, it's the smallest. It, what what I'm looking at or what I think I'm looking at is um, if if we, if I'm listening to what Jesus is saying, then his kingdom or the kingdom of God could take over the world. It starts small. It starts yeah. with just a few of us, but it, it, it could take over the world. Um, I don't know about the birds and the nests and the branches, but... That's that's my gut reaction to not having prepared and reading this for the yeah. you know first time talking yeah. about it. So, what well, about you, Amy? What do you got? No, that's what I mean. That would be my first take on it. Looking even at the second one about making the dough with yeast. That if if we're all the kingdom of heaven will expand and explode if we're about what God has called us to be about. If we truly find our destiny, our calling within the kingdom, if we live out what he has asked us to be, then it would, I mean, it, it's going to permeate every part of the dough. Like the entire, the entire world would be changed if, if we actually lived the way mm. Jesus is calling us to live. Mm. Yeah. That would be my first take. 
Absolutely. Even if it's just, I mean, again, just in your area, I mean, you're, you're, cubicle your floor mm-hmm. on the office building right these are the people that you work with and that may be just the uh the three measures of flour but you're working at that through there i'll say that the mustard seed thing is interesting because jesus uses that he references a mustard seed again mm-hmm. uh, four chapters later in matthew 17 where he says if you had faith mm. like a mustard seed you could say this mountain go over there and he says nothing would be impossible for you. Hmm. Yeah. Now, interesting. So he uses it's the world of the text. I love that twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and Matthew's telling about four chapters apart. But wow, what's the connection between the kingdom of heaven and my faith? Hmm. And 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 is is my faith like a mustard seed? As it grows, and as I interact with other people, am I helping bring the kingdom? Here, so that that the little seemingly little things that I do mm-hmm. are actually helping to bring the kingdom and grow this great tree. Yeah, that's interesting. A tree that people want to be connected to. The birds yeah. want to nest. Like in. that, the birds right. want to want to sit and be in the presence of this tree because it has so much to offer them. Absolutely. And think about uh, if it's a plant or bread or whatever she's making. Um, it's preparation. It's like preparing uh it takes a long time maybe for a seed to grow right. into whatever it's going to eventually be it takes a while to bake the bread and prepare it and right. um god could you know just make the kingdom come right now and we get you know he just makes it happen but what he's saying is start small and it's going to permeate through it's going to take a while it's going to rely on preparation it's going to rely on you um, my creation to to bring it to fruition. Um, that's kind of the two similarities between a seed and a and baking something that I'm seeing. Yeah, that that right there. I think that is the that is the most countercultural, shocking thing that Jesus is saying in this is the idea that the kingdom does not come as a fully formed mustard plant. It comes as a seed. That every, again, getting back to what we were saying before, Jesus is constantly upending people's expectations of what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't God just snap his fingers and the kingdom's here? Like, I still wonder that. I wish he did sometimes because I wish we didn't have to deal with all the brokenness of the world, but he, he chose for whatever reason to come as a seed, Mm. a single seed, which would then grow. In the Mm. old Testament, the single seed was one man, Abraham. Yeah. He was the single seed. And he said, you are going to become a family that's the size of the stars in the sky or the sand on the seashore. It's the same theme. It's a theme that uh, Genesis, one man, one woman. I mean, start small. And the other thing that's, that's crazy about it is I think for an individual who's living in a, this is my world in front of the text, a world of an individual who's working somewhere in a school somewhere in a family where God is far from the context around them and they're despairing so much so that they don't, no one seems to care about what they, what they believe. You do the small things, you represent the kingdom in small ways and God will use it like yeast. Mm-hmm. It will grow through your life. So be patient, do the little things well and they will grow. That's, that's my world in front of the text. Yep. A piece of me also said, and this is probably completely off, but 
you got us into this mess. You're going to help get us out. Like, to humanity? Sin, it's, no, <laughs> sin. Tyler, Tyler, did you do this? Yeah, Once Tyler. again, I'm in no, trouble and I don't know what I did. Yeah. Sin entered the world oh, okay. through humankind. Yeah. And now we're going to be part of the rest, restoration and reconciliation of that. Not just a part. We are the tip of the spear. Right. And when Jesus looked at his followers and said, by the way, you're going to do better. You're going to do bigger things than I ever did. Right. What? And you're part of the work. What? Like you're going to work. You're yeah. going to be part. I don't know. That's yeah. just. And by the way, I died on the cross for everybody, for everybody's right. sins. So welcome mustard plant. Like that yeah. is the yeah. action we've all been waiting for. Uh, I've got three, three years to grow the mustard seed or we do. Mm-hmm. And you want me to bring the kingdom? Well, the kingdom's here. Mm-hmm. Mustard yeah. plant, baked bread, nice sourdough. You know, right. like it's it's done on the cross. Right. That's right. And, and it, he said to his disciples, okay, seeds, take a seed and go to Jerusalem. Take a seed mm-hmm. and go to Samaria. Go take a seed and go to the uttermost parts of the plant the seed. Right. Take the yeast and let's see what happens. Take and a seed and go to your school. Take a seed mm-hmm. and go to your workplace. Right. Take a seed, like whatever plant. whatever your space is. And don't forget that unless a seed falls to the ground and dies. Right, right. exactly. Oh, it remains yeah, a single seed. Oh, Ray, remember, I want to be a seed. Nope. Remember all the things you're supposed die. to be about. Well, so I had, I had this I had this pretty profound mental image come to me during worship at, I think, 9 a.m. this weekend because I was hosting. And it it has to do with this sort of restlessness that a lot of Christ followers feel of, is it what we're doing even does it matter at all? And how does what I'm doing now have anything to do with God's kingdom fully expressed in, in some future time. And this, this mental image that came to me of, and I get, gets into a little bit of biology because I'm a nerd, but the, um, if you were to go down into the microscopic level and look at the root system of a tree, what you would find are, uh, fungi, these little fungi that actually help to grab nutrients and minerals from the soil to bring them to the tree, to the roots of the, of the tree, which helps the tree grow. And uh, yeah. So looking at it that way, what I, what I imagined was those of us living today as Christ followers in this world, we are like fungi on, on the roots, tiny little roots of a tree. Mm. And we are working hard to bring a little bit of magnesium into the, into the root or a little bit of, you know, one that's our whole life is spent doing that. And we think, what could I possibly, what, what does this have to do with anything? And in some ways it's all in my mental image, it's almost the whole thing is upside down. So we're spreading this root system into the ground, but, but at what, for what end, what's the purpose? And once we die or once if Christ returns, when we, when we experience the kingdom in its fullness, it's as if we will be able to, to be able to join God in his vantage point, not as a tiny little fungi on the root, system, but to be able to zoom out and see the massive oak tree that, that we have all been building, that God has been using us to, to establish that is the kingdom of God. Mm. And even though we are building it now in tiny, small ways, in small acts of love, in, in whatever the things that we do in our day-to-day life, which may seem completely meaningless on the grand scheme, every one of those things is, is being used by God to help establish the oak that, that will be his kingdom. Mm. So that image to me got me really thinking and I thought, okay, all right. It's not pointless. It's not pointless to spend your days. It's poignant. It's it's not pointless to spend your days dedicated to the establishment of a kingdom that you may not see in your lifetime. Just make sure you keep the termites away. And there's that. That's (laughs) also fungi is pretty weird. It'll actually like, it actually eats things. You can actually find 
salmon in the rings of certain trees because what? It's true. Radio salmon. Lab. Look it up, guys. Radio Lab. Really? Yeah. And because, salmon of, because trees. of the fungi, forests actually have a almost as a whole forest has almost like a basis of intelligence where trees will share resources with each other, even cross species using the fungi as a network of mineral transfer. I knew that. I know you did, but <laughs> I didn't. <clears throat> and they will <clears throat> it's amazing. So when if an older and tree he's and we should go. All right, we should be done. <laughs> Here I'm we not, go. I'm not looking it up. I'm going to take your word for it. It's I, amazing. I'm sure stuff. it is. Wow. And now Steve's going to say all of that in Latin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please do. Wow. Uh what what else with world in front of the text for this? Cuz you're right, Barry. This is one of those things that you're like Oh, uh, you know, uh, it, it's short and sweet, and I kind of—I'm not sure where I see myself in it. But what? Where do you guys? Do you guys see yourselves in this uh, in the story, or is it mostly? Fo- are we mostly focusing on world of type stuff right now? I would just say, for me, I mean that <clears throat> what I just shared was that whole thing about the tree. That's. That's big, epic, and grand. But I would even say that even yeah, when you, you just break that down, when you just look at your life, the small beginnings of your life can have grand consequences. God can use use the the small, meaningless beginnings. This is a theme for the last couple of weeks that we've been oh, hearing. Yeah. That that no matter where you're coming from, if you live in obedience to God and walk along the path that He guides you, you will start to experience. Him using you in ways that you could never have imagined before. So, in 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 many ways, the kingdom of God and us that we are we are also like mustard seeds. That like we already said, it will we can grow into something unimaginable when God is the is the gardener. So, mm-hmm. in my sense, I guess my my world in front of is to think about think about where I started, think about my origins, and think about what God is doing currently through my life and could potentially do through a lifetime lived out in obedience to yeah. him. So, yeah, uh, and that's the key. And like, uh, I I am not a details-oriented person. I like big visions. I like big strategies and plans. I miss details all the time. But what this tells me is that the details matter. Like, I'm going to overlook a mustard seed 100 times out of 100 because it's so small and insignificant seemingly to my, to my life. Yeah. But... What this is telling me is it's not just a mustard seed, it's a bird's home, which, yeah. you know, that matters. And so, like, the details matter, whether it's waking up every morning and doing uh, BYOB and you don't feel like you're getting anything out of it or you feel like you're connecting with God more than ever. Like, the details of just what, like you said, obeying and doing the the rhythms and the faith rhythms to connect to God, that matters because you are that seed, because you are that yeast so that's what I, that's how I'm kind of absorbing the fungus roots. That's right. Good. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. a nice, that's a nice enough mic drop. For me. Yeah. All right. Where do I we go? I uh, sourdough bread. That's you, you're the you're sourdough. sourdough. You're the sourdough. fully cooked sourdough. Yeah. That's my favorite bread. That's what, I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm banking on. Yeah. Did you say where are we going yeah, next? Yeah, where are we going? Week eight is Amy, Amy. doing the Psalms. 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 All right, what are you going to... Spoiler alert, can you give us a little teaser? This is really hard, you guys. <laughs> um, 
No, I think it's, I, I'm excited about it. I don't know what, I don't have a teaser right now. I uh, worked on it that, for like three and a half hours this morning. That's code so for I haven't so my, even started. My brain is fried. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a little bit, um, a little different even doing the world behind the text and stuff because it's a, it's a collaboration of all sorts of texts from all sorts of different people at all sorts of different times. So it's a little bit harder to, you really have to look at the passage that you're speaking on to, to figure out. Mm-hmm. Now you can talk a little bit about how the Psalms were put together and why they were put together, but each each Psalm has a different behind the text of the mm-hmm. text in front of, well, all of them have it different in front of the text. But so it's, it's but if you want to, if you want to understand how to pray, if you want voice, if you want, something to give voice to any emotion you're feeling at any time, the Psalms are the book to yep. go to. Yeah. Psalms the, are the extremes uh, of human emotion. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They are the Spotify of the Bible. Yep. yep. They are the Mr. Ooh. Rogers of. I think that's beautiful. I think it's awesome though, because I think there are so many people that say, I don't have the words. I don't know what to say right now. I'm yeah. angry. Yeah. I'm angry at God. I'm grieving. I'm, I'm ecstatic. I, I, and all you have to do is look at this book and yeah. it will give you everything, every emotion that you could be feeling. It mm. will, it gives you words. It goes everything from Mr. Rogers to Striper. Right. Uh, it is. Wow. And, and, wow. And, yes. and everything in between. Dude. It is everything. <laughs> cool. We'll look so, forward to that. Uh, yeah. Next week, Marin's back. Yep. Yay. Yay. Really excited. We're going to hear all it. about her trip. About Ukraine. And uh, welcome her back. So yeah. she actually, actually gets back. Uh, today when the podcast gets published. So um, look forward to seeing her yes, again. Um, sure. Steve, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. It was so uh, fascinating hearing your well, mind work like me, that. Man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, so anytime we need voiceover work, right. we'll give you we a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it's volunteer basis because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call out. him in yeah. the morning. Please read yeah. the scripture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Today's passage. Yeah. Uh, Barry's on Facebook Live every Tuesday at seven thirty. Thirty in the morning. Yeah, that's that's going well, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. going great. Having some good feedback, good conversations with folks. It's good. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah. W- otherwise, if you have any feedback um, for for us, and you're sh- and you want to show us maybe that you're reading your Bible a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yes, we want to know. Uh, we want to see the pictures. We want to hear what you're what you are learning, what you're doing, and so you can either. Share it on social media. Um, take a picture of it. Talk about it. Give us a hashtag. See Dave dance because yep. ultimately we want to see Dave make, make, our, Dave beloved, make yeah. our beloved leader uh, dance for us. Um, so do that. Hashtag See Dave dance. Send us your photos. Um, and otherwise, we will see you. Can what? we have Steve read Micah six eight in Latin? Oh yeah. Do you have the ability to do that quickly? Yeah. Sweet. Oh, that's is, is so cool. Exciting. We'll do Marin's sign off, but uh, yeah. Steve in Latin. So, was- in de cabo tibi, o homo, quid sit bonum, et quid dominus requirat ate, utique facera judicium et deligera misericordium et solicitum ambulare cum deo tuo. And we will see you on the other side of Sunday.